Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Matt Johnston, coming from Philadelphia. And he's a seasoned entrepreneur, business strategist, and he's the pioneer behind Reframe. It's a revolutionary business methodology that transforms and elevates brands to new heights. He's got a fantastic marketing background, video, consulting. We'll hear all about it. And so, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, we connected through Podmatch and... um, Tell people, you know, your story, your background, what you do, and we'll get into it. Oh, I'm boring. I hate talking about myself. <laughs> Let's talk about you, Chris. Yeah, uh, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of different lives. The sort of a bridge version is I started in the arts. I was I spent my I'm 42 now. I spent my 20s in New York City directing plays. So I did that for like almost a decade because that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to direct theater. That was like my my calling. I dropped myself in the middle of New York City and I tried to figure it out. Um, so it was fun. It was a fun way to spend my 20s. Um, so I did that. And eventually, I just I didn't want to live that life anymore. So I went back. I got a master's in journalism. And I sort of started on this big journalism career. I, uh, I produced TV news for a couple of years. I And then I started um, sort of building a like a sort of online video expertise slowly because I, I moved out of TV. I was one of the first video producers at Business Insider. And then I eventually escalated to be news editor of Business Insider. And this is before y'all have heard of Business Insider, I'm sure. And uh, we we got bought while I was there. So it was much smaller. Um, so I was there for a couple of years, sort of help build that build Business Insider during that time. And then uh, I was poached by New York Magazine. I built I built their video program from scratch, which was a lot of fun. And then Men's Health and Women's Health, um, I moved over there and I ran their video, uh, sort of reimagined their teams. Um, and then I had, uh, for a couple of years, I went to Now This, they're the biggest Facebook video news publisher and I made, I built three lifestyle channels there. So that's like sort of what I did before before everything here. Uh, that's where a lot of reframe came from. Re- reframe is essentially about transforming the way that your brand shows up through messaging to distinguish yourself through your competitors. And those years at Business Insider and like running these high volume organic editorial teams, I was essentially framing and reframing language constantly to optimize it for like maximum attention and clicks. And that's where it sort of started from. So the journalism background did that for me. Um, 
I built like a big um, video and marketing agency, Guide Social. We had 17 Shark Tank clients. That was cool. Not doing much with that anymore. Mostly um, now I just do sort of consulting and coaching programs, courses, and things like that. I'm just teaching people more how to reframe their business these days. So that's the that's the five minute version. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And um, so we can, you know, we have a lot to talk about because you have a lot of entrepreneurial business experience. And one thing is, uh, you know, this whole idea with brands and marketing. And so talk to you, talk to the audience about what prompted you to develop the reframe concept and how has it transformed the businesses you've worked with? I guess what prompted me essentially, you know, I mean, I, I, I tell these uh, a couple stories like this in the book that's coming out, you know, I mean, I mean, really uh, just sort of doom scrolling through social media and just seeing just so much crap, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I just, I'm it just um, become some, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Gen Z would call me an old curmudgeon, but I, um, I talk about something in the book a lot called what I call the Instagram effect was this, which is essentially uh -huh. that the social media has a lot of good things that it does for us, but the negatives of it I find are pretty pronounced. And the biggest negative of it, of social media in general is that obviously we're all trying to be like everybody else. And since we're all trying to be like everybody else, everybody ends up in the middle. And when everybody ends up in the middle, especially from a business standpoint, nobody's going to win because you can't win in the middle. And, you know, this goes back to psychology. My, my favorite business book of all time is, if you can call it a business book, it's a life book, really, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, like by Dale Carnegie, like written 100 years ago. His whole thing that he just talks about over and over and over again, the, the book is simple, really. It's really about empathy. Essentially, it's like you need to see, you need to put yourself in the other person's shoes. You need to see what they're seeing. And you have to realize that human nature is that we are hardwired to crave valid and belonging and to be seen. And so if you want people to like you and if you want to influence people you need to give them that that validation that being seen you need to listen more than you talk you know those <laughs> kinds of things like that that's sort of like the whole book in a nutshell and um i think that we've seen that you know if dale carnegie was alive now you know he would be he would be saying the same thing as me i think that instagram and all and TikTok and all these social media platforms have, have sort of caused something of an epidemic of sameness. And with business, I mean, you see it all the time. You see it, Chris, like you go on Facebook and you or Instagram or TikTok, and like every single business is saying the same things all the time. And it's very difficult to know what they do, who they help, what results they deliver, what their product is half the time. Um, and that's what we see on social media, but this goes over to their websites. I mean, I go to so many, like, you know, there's consulting clients or leads come in or whatever, or, or somebody asks me about one of their, like, go to their website and it's always the same. I can't tell what you do. I can't <laughs> tell who you help. I can't tell why you're different or unique. It's, uh, and you know, my, my largest skill I've always said is being able to frame the way that we show up in the world and the way that we show up online. And, you know, back in the journalism days, it was about maximizing it for clicks. And in the business days, it's about maximizing it, a profit 
and market share due to more exposure. You need to be differentiated. You need to get the hell out of being the same as everybody else because you don't know what else to do and you're worried what people will think of you. And you need to like bravely move into differentiation, even though it's scary and even though it's not going to feel comfortable all the time. So that's like that's the ep epidemic that I'm trying to that I'm trying to fix. Yeah, it's quite interesting in uh, you know this idea of sameness and everybody trying to copy each other and you know, um, and, but it's the people that really stand out. So one thing, one way to stand out is uh, talking about like polarizing. You know, um, I can name no, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'll name Trump, but uh, you know, he's good at polarizing. So, but. Um, Talk about love me or hate me, the profitable art of polarizing your audience. Yeah, I mean, there is so much science on this. I mean, th th this is like, this is a key part of the reframe method, right? So the reframe method, like you take yourself through what I call the seed system, which is specificity, empathy, elevate and division. So D is division. So this is, you need to like dare to polarize. You, you I mean, like there, there's so many examples of the power of polarization. And there's so many examples of polarization not being necessarily a negative or derogatory thing. Trump is the obvious example. He's, vi he's villainized. Uh, he, well, he tried to be the villain, but then, you know, he had, he was so, he was so incredible with the way that he talked to a specific group of people and fed them and validated them and validated their values that it didn't just make them passively interested in them. It made them like feverishly in love with him because he shared their values. Right. Um, and basically I don't need to, I don't need the people that are interested in gay marriage. I don't need the people who are pro-choice like screw you guys. I don't even care. I'm just going to like completely go over here. So obviously that would, that's like the extreme and like, there's all sorts of other things with that in business though, nobody stands for anything, right? Nobody ever polarized, but, but it's incredibly powerful. And there's all sorts of science behind this, behind yeah. uh, uh, where we're sort of hardwired to seek people with our values. Our brain creates shortcuts in our minds based on what we're going to choose, depending on what we have seen or heard from different brands. And we just want easy choices and we wanna be aligned with people who have the same values as us. So everybody's in the middle and not really go, you know, they, they don't want to offend anybody that anybody that don't want to go too far one way. They don't, and I'm not saying even political polarization. It's not what I'm talking about. It's not the only way to polarize. It's just the, mostly the way that we talk about it. Um, but like, I, I think Apple's a great example. Like Apple is the, the, the most valuable company in the world. And they are also one of the most polarizing companies in the world. I think that if you just want to look at one extreme polarization example from Apple, um, if you really need to see like the best, the best company in the world, arguably polarizing to a huge extent, just look at that Justin Long and what's his name uh, ad from the early 2000s. Do you remember that ad where you had the PC guy and the Mac guy on the white background? Do you remember that ad, Chris, or no? No, uh, I don't. I don't remember. Okay, no. really super hyper mega famous ad. So you had this. It was a white, full white background, just like always was, just like it always is with Apple. And there were just two people there. It was the cool 
cool, chill guy, you know, who was, who was, you know, smart, but like he was cool. And he was played by Justin Long, who got famous after that. And then somebody else, I don't remember what his name is, but he was like a stuffy, like overweight, you know, uh, like short glasses, like d disheveled guy. So that he played the PC while Justin Long, cool guy, played the Mac. And uh, it was all about them. They would have a conversation back and forth about a couple, like different things, short conversations where it was very clear that Mac was the cool option, you know, where uh, it, listen, it doesn't need to be difficult. This can be easy, you know, I mean, like, and then there was PC, which is like, uh, everything's complicated and it's disorganized and it's just old and out of touch. Right. And yeah. they did 60 some odd of these commercials and it won tons of awards and it drove massive revenue for Apple. But it pissed people off like crazy. I mean, th there are rabid PC owners across the world, obviously millions and millions and millions of people uh, just want to own PCs and they had Windows before. And, and obviously Apple didn't have the market share at that time. Everybody had a PC back then. They didn't have a Mac. They were trying to break into that and become less uh, niche. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you just looked at threads and forums, incredibly polarizing. People hated Apple, hated them. And, oh, you're going to say that we're stuffy. You're going to say that we're out of touch. You're going to say that we don't know what's going on. You know, screw you guys. And Apple was saying, okay, fine. You, you guys are never going to buy from us. You know, you, you guys who want things to be difficult, you want to tinker with your computer, you want to, like, replace stuff, you know, that's you're never going to be our people anyway. You know, there's way more people out there who aspire to be like the cool, handsome 26 year old dude, you know, who just kind of like does his thing. Everything's, you know, all this computer stuff is it's easy. You know, I'm just trying to live my life. And what what Apple did was they basically drew a line in the sand and said, like, you choosing to be a PC owner or a Mac owner wasn't just what computer you bought. It was your identity. And they were saying, like, listen, you stuffy out of touch people like you're not you're not going to be Apple people. And you like cool people who want to be like attractive and, you know, get girls or guys or whatever and you know you want and you know you want things to be easy seamless no frustration you don't want to know what's going on in the in it inside you just want it to work you know those will be our customers right so they yeah. were trying to draw a line in the sand and convert all the people in the middle who just used computers but they weren't like hardcore enthusiasts because obviously everybody was going to have a computer soon and it was extremely polarizing extremely polarizing i mean the the internet wasn't wasn't around much in those days but there were all sorts of there, there was all sorts of stuff so and, and that's just the beginning of it with apple apple has been extremely polarizing throughout their entire history entire history like the whole their whole ethos uh, the 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 whole way that they don't let you touch anything in the computer they started like essentially like soldering everything in together so you couldn't make replacements on things these things are incredibly controversial to people that know computers and they don't care they just don't care they they're just going to convert everybody else who just wants that same experience and wants to align with that identity 
So you don't have to be Donald Trump and have these like political, emotional viewpoints to polarize people. You can just basically find the values that you can really push on and don't be afraid to essentially rule people out, you know? Yeah, very fascinating. And uh, once you, like, I love this idea, once you find your tribe and you seg segment people out, you start to really shine and flourish. Um, as we come to the end, you know, kind of tell people, you know, how to contact you, follow you, because you have a lot of experience and you're on social media and, you know, what's kind of your key, you know, two, three minutes, um, you know, last minute, parting words i mean i think the I, I i just uh the only parting words i have really is you know is is to if you've listened to this and you've had and 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 this interested you at all you should really think about being brave and thinking about what you can take a stand for that's not enough you know i mean you have to you have to transform your, the, the whole way you show up in the world um but i think that courage comes first with this stuff um, I, I mean, I think the 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 main thing is um, the, I have a whole book on this coming out called Reframe. Just go to reframeit.io. You can pre-order it and get in there. And there's all sorts of um, juicy bonuses I'm going to be giving people um, on pre-order. So yeah, that's the place to go. Awesome. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Matt for coming onto the show, talking about polarization specificity. Of course, we'll have him on the show again to talk more key business marketing insights and all of his links will be in the show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks, Chris. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. you are listening if you like it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week